I don't know if you've seen those pictures up on social media of the farm near Clock Mills where the pigs were being reared and indeed inspectors from the Department of Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs, they've been out to the farm. The, the police went out as well after protesters, uh, many of them from across the water actually and from other uh, countries indeed, uh, arrived to protest at the farm, some local people protesting as well. It's this movement which is uh, called Meet the Victims and it's it's an anti-farming uh, lobby and they highlight uh, very often the conditions that animals are reared in and the pictures are disturbing to say the least about the farm that they've featured in County Antrim. Uh, the, the the sort of video, their, their video doesn't include a commentary, but the, the sort of video that they usually uh, post uh, includes commentary like this. How humiliating, how embarrassing. That you have nowhere else to go except where you are. <laughs> I feel if I were in here, I would be the one who had given up. These are all very strong creatures. Strong to face this pain, humiliation, and deceit. The human lie of animal agriculture. So that is a person looking in at pigs that are in pens and he can't see the farming aspect of it. He just simply sees a, a creature in a pen and he's empathising with that creature. Now, the pictures from the last 24 hours in County Antrim uh, show the pigs in a horrific state. Some, some of the pigs, some of them are dead and some of them are actually eating other pigs that have already died. Uh, they are harrowing uh, pictures to think that any animal uh, could be treated so, so poorly and some dead pigs uh, being in the vicinity of a, of a skip as well. I want to speak to David Brown from the Ulster Farmers Union. David, good morning. Good morning, yes. David, what's the guideline in relation to animal husbandry for the rearing of pigs in Northern Ireland? Well, I suppose at the end of the day, there are very high uh, levels and ex- expectations of animal welfare, animal health. Um, those stipulations exist uh, not just from our Department of Agriculture, but also through the certification bodies in terms of the space that the animals would have, uh, the water supply to the animals. Uh, there's a, there's a, a lot of regulation there around uh, the standards, not only that those uh, inspection bodies would expect, but that we as an industry would expect as well. The protesters, of course, don't accept that the pigs are in there at all, that they are in a confined space, whether it be a shed or pens or whatever. They, they are against the pigs being in there for the benefit of, of human consumption, full stop. Well, obviously, yes. I mean, I think, you know, as an anti-farming lobby, uh, they have obviously an, an agenda uh, in relation to, to uh, pig farming. And indeed, uh, I suppose the, the investigations that they've done on, onto farms and, and uh, have, in some cases, across the UK and now indeed in Northern Ireland in this instance, 
have uh, exposed, uh, I suppose, uh, well, practices that we would in no way condone because um, we'd want to reassure the general public that uh, conditions on this farm are not reflective of the wider pig industry. And uh, obviously we uh, would expect the highest of standards uh, uh, within animal welfare regulations. What is the procedure if an animal dies on a pig farm? What should the farmer do? Well, there's very clear rules around that. Uh, if an animal uh, dies it immediately, sh- uh, or as soon as obviously workers on the farm uh, come upon it, should remove it. It should be placed within a skip that has a lid that is locked. So in other words, that animal is removed from uh, from any other live animals and is put in a secure place until uh, it is removed for, for rendering. So it, it shouldn't be under any circumstances, um, you know, lying there for, for other animals uh, to, to, to be in contact with. What would the average number of pigs be that would be in a in, in a piggery uh, being being developed for the the, the the pork industry across Northern Ireland? What, what's the, someone who's specialising in pigs? How many would they have? Well. I suppose, to be honest, I mean, as an office bearer within the Farmers' Union, we represent, you know, a lot of different size of farms. I mean, and, and there is a range. Um, I, I just couldn't, in truth, give you a specific answer as to how many pigs an individual farmer might own because there are large farms and they are smaller farms. But and, could someone uh, have a thousand pigs or, or more or would it be a hundred pigs? Yes, yes. You know, a, th- a thousand pigs, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. They could have a thousand pigs or more. And and th- those pigs would all be in among each other, all being fed a- a- away from away from daylight, or are they are they in and out of the barn? Uh, well, in, in most cases, they, they they would be in a barn. Uh, not, I mean, there would be there would be daylight coming in, but they would be in the barn. Um, I mean, they're not all just in a big loose. I mean, I don't want to give the image that there's a thousand pigs roaming around just in one big pen. They are individually. Uh, pen uh, and the pen size is stipulated. Uh, you know they're supposed to have so many square meters. I can't give you the exact figure for that off, off the top of my head, but so many square meters uh, depend on the size of the pig. So they are individually penned. Uh, sorry, not individually penned, but penned in groups. Uh, you know according to when they're they're weaned. Uh, they're not. They're not certainly roaming around in, in groups of a thousand by any means. And the idea of them being totally covered in in pig dirt and literally nipping, biting each other, and in one case eating a dead carcass. That that is, I, I hope, incredibly rare. It's, uh, yes, it's incredibly well. Like I mean, at the end of the day. Um, it's totally unacceptable, so it is too. And, and I mean, I think you know that that would be my desire to, to reassure the general public that the conditions on this farm are not reflective of the wider industry. And, and at the end of the day, the Ulster Farmers Union, we we fully support if any investigation that that is to take place. As I understand that deer inspectors have been to the farm, uh, and and the certification body actually um, ha- have uh, removed them. Uh, uh, they're no longer. Um, uh, certified by Red Tractor, the, the certification body. So, I mean, all of those investigations are taking place and, and we, uh, as I say, would, uh, you know, support those investigations taking place. And the 
people who are behind the Meet the Victims campaign, they, they see the pigs very much the way we see dogs. They do not want any hurt to befall the animal at all, whether during the, the breeding process, the rearing process, and certainly uh, the, 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 the dispatching of the, the animal. They don't want the animal to be anywhere else other than walking around. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Down the field happily, almost as a pet or in a sanctuary. The, the part of their policy is to to take one pig and put it in in a sanctuary to represent the freedom of of the pig. With that sort of publicity, with that growing understanding of the pain that the animal goes through at the end of the day, is the pig industry worried and concerned? Well, the first thing I suppose I want to respond to there is that uh, no farmers uh, would be defending uh, their pigs, uh, you know, suffering in, in the way you've described. And, and I appreciate, uh, you know, in this instance, that is not the case. And as I said earlier, we do not condone that in any way. But obviously, uh, farmers at the end of the day um, are, are farming uh, to make a living. And I mean, the idea that you would not look after those animals to the best of your ability because they're a valuable uh, asset as part of your farm produce, they're what you're producing uh, from your farm. So, uh, I mean, in terms of the care of those animals, as, as I said earlier, this is not reflective of the wider industry and the way that farmers do take great care of their animals. But the more publicity there is about the rearing of a pig, do you think the general public will turn their back on the pork industry? Because at the end of the day, no matter how well kept the little piglet is, as it grows into a pig and a sow or whatever, it, it eventually goes to the abattoir and it is killed. Will, will people turn their back on that? Well, undoubtedly, a publicity such as this is damaging. I mean, I don't, I don't want to defend that in any way because, in reality, you know, the images that have been portrayed do damage to to the industry, do damage to the pig industry in this instance, and understandably, people will be, I suppose, rightly shocked. Uh, you know, by the images that have been put out there. And, and as I say, I, I would have to admit, you know, having seen some of those images, that, that they are shocking. And, and again, I repeat myself, that we would wa- not want to uh, defend, you know, that, that type of, um, of, of uh, caring for animals because it is not reflective of the vast majority of our farmers. And finally, do you think the protesters have the right to go on to farms as they choose? Well, I, we would have a difficulty with that from the perspective that ultimately at the end of the day, 
Um, if you take 50 protesters, as, as has been the case here, uh, onto a farm, um, and, and I mean, we are aware that, you know, th- this group have, let's put it, scoped out uh, and have been, or smaller numbers of them have been on other pig farms, and obviously they've found uh, in this instance somewhere where they've, they've decided to bring a large number, and that does create stress on, on, on animals. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if you bring a, a large group like that into a farrowing house where, where um, sows are given birth, you know, there, are, there is uh, implications there uh, for, for the animals uh, that um, ultimately, uh, well, could abort or, or uh, you know, be stressed by, by such a huge crowd coming onto a farm. So we do, while we do not condone, um, uh, obviously, the, the welfare uh, issues that have been highlighted, neither would we condone behaviour uh, nor wish to see uh, farmers uh, come under the stress of, of having people invading their property. At the end of the day, for, for the vast majority of farms, um, you know, where, where they live, it's, it's their home, it's the place where they raise their families, and um, again, I, I don't know the particular circumstances or the individual farmer involved uh, in this expose, but at, at, as I say, if, if, um, if I suppose people are, are coming onto to farms, uh, it is not something that we would wish to see happen, because... Uh, it is creating stress for both uh, farmers and indeed for the for the animals. Could, could it lead to confrontation? Well, yes, it could absolutely lead to confrontation. I, I think in this instance, my understanding is that um, uh, th- there was a, a peaceable... Uh, uh, but ultimately, if you hold a farmer to ransom uh, and demand that he gives you a pig in order that you leave, um, I don't think that's reasonable behaviour either because, uh, yes, while they see it as saving that, that individual pig by bringing it to a sanctuary, as you've described, um, you know, it, it's not reasonable behaviour to hold somebody to ransom to say, well, we're not going to leave your premises unless you do uh, do this. So um, it's, it could lead to confrontation. In this instance, uh, as I understand, um, while the police were called, uh, it appears that uh, they did leave peacefully uh, without that, I suppose, uh, well, aggressive confrontation didn't appear to, to, to be the case here. Yes, it seems to have been well handled by by everyone uh, with regards to uh, clock mills. David Brown, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, David, for coming on from the Ulster uh, Farmers Union. Uh, Tony is in this line. Tony, good morning. Hi, Frank. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, Tony. You're a campaigner uh, uh, with some, some a similar group, is that right? Well, I was up until not so long ago, Frank. So basically, I'm just listening to this. I don't really get involved anymore, so I didn't want to get on the radio. But I find the whole conversation there very one-sided. Yes, the specific guy you spoke to may well run his, you know, facilities in a, in, in the right way. I can say that you could probably have 30 people like myself phone you today from different parts of the country that have all seen that kind of cruelty and they've all seen that kind of horrific treatment that is supposed to be above the guidelines. You know, that this, this pig story is not isolated, I can assure you. We have seen that with cows, pigs, chickens, across, across not just in this country, in every country, but we're talking about here right now. That's very common. Yes, so there's been well, a lot of farmers that are that that have been kind of investigated that 
should be prosecuted, and they're not. Okay, uh, obviously we're not going to name any farms or or no, areas, no, no, but without without, without overstating it, without overstating it. What have you seen that you think is unacceptable? Because remember, you're starting from the base point that it's unacceptable right. for the farmers to have the animals full stop. So that's that's your baseline. You you do not agree with the farming happening in the buyers and the barns and the out the outbuildings. So what what is it that you find shocking? I don't really disagree with that because it's not my place to say who can do what for a living. I disagree that if you're going to use animals to make money, they should be treated correctly. And what what I have seen is exactly what you've seen. You see that footage on in different areas, not there. I have seen that. I have seen animals being horrifically treated, and I mean horrifically treated, with screwdrivers and all sorts of things. Chicken, the same, and then. But wait, when you say when you say uh, when you say with a screwdriver, what do you mean with a screwdriver? Well, well, you see, you've got the farm hand that are trying to control these animals. They're animals; they don't know how to do what they're told, so they're not doing what they're told. People get very frustrated, especially when they have a deadline to make. So you know they're they're, they're brutally treated. Some of it's done just for badness. Some of it's done for for to quicken up the process. There's very I'm not really sure the reasons that people are. Not, so not are you describing are. the transferring of an animal from one pen to a lorry or whatever? And where some farmers might use a stick, you're saying other farmers are prodding yes, it with yes, a yes, with a screwdriver. Uh huh. Not necessarily the farmers, Frank, because you don't know from sure, this, but sure. they can just be farmhand, you know, they can just be helping. It doesn't really matter. We also have this where, you know, you're saying about pigs, people are seeing pigs the way they see dogs. Well, if dogs, pigs are actually much more intelligent. It's just that we have domesticated dogs over the years and not pigs. They are much more intelligent. They have much more feelings. So it's just down to like a personal view there, but actually scientifically pigs are a much more intelligent animal, but they're treated like nothing because we love dogs and dogs are cute and dogs are pets. Have you ever on any of your visits seen dead animals lying that weren't lifted and, and disposed of properly? Yes, yes. I have seen carcasses. I haven't seen other animals eating animals before, but I have seen carcasses. I've seen skulls. I've seen composting, I've seen chickens, lying, millions of chickens lying amongst all the living chickens. I've seen well, chickens. I, millions is a very millions is a million millions is a big a big number. How, how many how many dead chickens have you seen lying in a, in a in a hen house? Well, if you're if you're in a barn that is completely covered with chickens that are alive, these are these dark barns, by the way, um, and they're supposed to be able to move around they can't and i would probably say for every 20 chickens you have at least one if not two dead and if they're not dead they're immobile because their legs are broken they can't walk so they will just start to decompose and die if they're not lifted quickly and would you accept that as david brown from the ulster farmers union was saying that while you've been to farms where you've seen unacceptable animal husbandry that the majority of farmers in northern ireland are doing it to the very best of their ability. Would you not accept that? I have been to I have been to one or two lovely farms through my local butcher, who they were very transparent, they were very upfront, and they were lovely. But I am not going to at all accept that the majority of farms fall under that category. Definitely not. Nope. 
beyond my own with that, Frank, at all. That's not just my own personal opinion. And I also think, you know, they're saying that it's their home. When people are coming onto their land, they don't want to come into the actual farmhouse. They don't want to come into their home. But you see, if you're a farmer and you have nothing to hide and your animals are treated well, if that was me, I would be welcoming people to say, listen, there you go. This is how my animals live. This is how they are. This is how we treat them. Have a look around. What do you think? We should say, we should say of course, that um, you've, you've been to a number of farms you haven't been to all farms I have to I have to I have to I have to and it's there's a but there's a onus there's a onus on me as the presenter of the program to keep this within perspective where farming is vital to the economy of this country and there are many many farmers who are listening to this program at the moment who know they are doing the job the way they should they should be doing it with regards to with regards let's say that that guy that was on there speaking we can also turn that around to say he might be from the farmers union he most certainly is on the same as me he can't speak for every farmer either yes but he would as a farmers union representative he would be liaising with the vast majority of farm representatives around the country so we, we just want to keep it as a balanced conversation about farming what we've seen on those videos is disgusting what you've described is also disgusting but I think it's important to emphasize that we can't judge all farmers on the farms that you've visited or indeed what, what we've seen on the videos so it's just to keep it in in, 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 in perspective mm-hmm. that, that that within itself is is important do you think it's acceptable for just people to can, just do, as we can't judge that all farms are good farms of course of course I, accept, exactly I, I accept that the questions need to the uh-huh. questions do need to be asked Having said yeah. that, do you think it's acceptable for protesters to go to farms in the dead of night to carry out their own investigation? Yes, because it seems to be that no one else is willing to listen and that they're very good at covering stuff up. Frank, this is, being, this is based on people over a long time trying to do things that it has come to this. I don't think it's really an ideal situation for anyone, but if it's the only way to uncover you know, what's actually going on with these animals and people are trying to just say, think that it's, it's just a pig. It's not just a pig. Do you understand? You know, and if that's the only way that we're able to get a result, that you can show it for what it is, then there you go. Look at They've actually got you covering it this morning, which is what we want. We want people to be aware of, of you know of what's going on, and yes, it's not the right way to go about things. I agree with that, but it has actually made an impact. It is hopefully going to make a difference, and it will make people think. Okay, okay, it's certainly making people think. There's no question about that. Tony, really appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you to David Bryan from the Ulster Farmers Union as well. Uh, your opinions are very welcome, whether you're from farming stock or not. Uh, do let us know. O two eight nine zero treble three one zero five, and of course. If you're not from farming stock, this is incredibly relevant to you. It's relevant to you if you've ever sat down and eaten pork sausages. That's how relevant this is. If you've slices of bacon for your breakfast as we speak, this is relevant to you. So I don't think because you live in some high rise and you've never been to a farm, ah, nothing to do with me. Of course it's absolutely relevant to this country because it's central to the economy and it's also in very many, many, many homes central to the dinner plate. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Speak to Tuesday, who's on this line. She was with the team who visited that farm near Clock Mills over the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, Tuesday, good morning. Good morning, Frank. What did you see that really shocked you for people who haven't been looking at the video? Um, gosh, give me just two seconds. Let's close that door over. Sorry, I'm just going to a private room here. Can you go out and close the door, please? Have you got a wee um, pet pig there? No, I don't. <laughs> I have a pet husband. Um, no, what I saw was absolute horror. And unfortunately, um, even though that farm was absolutely horrific, it's no different than any other farm in Northern Ireland. And people can say that there's some that have higher welfare standards. There, there's no such thing. There's no such thing, like I explained before, as humane slaughter, high welfare. They're absolutely horrific places. Yeah, Everybody but, but, there, but, but to keep it in perspective, Tuesday, right? There's yeah. a meat industry that exists legally in Northern Ireland. It is central to the farming economy. And there are a number of pig farmers within that meat industry who must meet the requirements as laid down by the law. And we would like to think that the vast majority of them do meet those requirements. So those farms are different from the farm that you were visiting last night. So let, let, let's keep the emphasis on what you saw last night and then the people who are listening will judge whether it was acceptable or not. I know you start from the baseline okay. that it's absolutely unacceptable to have the farm in the first place. But let's just describe what you saw. Okay. What I saw was perfectly legal and met all the requirements. Um, so that is absolute rubbish. The, the requirements are rubbish. There were pigs with holes in their sides. With other, while they were alive, there was other pigs' faces being pushed into these holes. They were cannibalising each other. There was pigs with their ears being ripped off by other pigs. There was dead and rotten carcasses lying everywhere. We actually had to step over four they must have been about three, four months old, lying at the front door to enter the shed. The police actually were so disgusted they had to get the farmer to come and move them. Uh, they, were, they weren't just dead and lying there waiting a couple of hours for the farmer to come out and pick them up. They had been lying there for days. 
There was ones that had been lying outside all over the farm for weeks. Um, there was mothers trapped in soy and sorry in farrowing crates, unable to turn around. And there was one that had actually been dragged out and left to die in the ice. And the the imprint of the bars had was so she was packed in so tightly it was embedded into her body. Well, you, know, you said was dragged out and left to die. Was that animal still alive? The animal was alive when it happened, and it was obvious because of the way she was positioned. Well, we we can't be sure we can't be sure that the animal had been dragged out to die. The animal may have died and then was was dragged out and left in an inappropriate place. We this is something I've been putting my heart and soul into for absolute months and investigating. So I am well aware of what's been going on there every night. Um, what we obtained the other night isn't the only footage I have of that place. That's why I made sure that what we were doing was absolutely right, and we know that they breach welfare every single day there. Now, I do respect the fact that you haven't named the farm. We're not naming the farm either. The farmer is not as yet available for commentary on any accusation against his farm. But I want you to explain to me why you decided to go to that farm. Have you been looking at a lot of pig farms and then you decided Mm -hmm. to go to this particular one because you got a sense that it wasn't being run very well? The reason we went to this one, um, I have been looking at a lot of other farms and they've equally been as horrendous, but the reason I chose this one is because I thought it would be less stressful for the animals. It's larger, it's more spaced out, there's more room in the sheds, not for the pigs now, just the alleyways for us to stand in. The other farms that I'd looked at were very compact and the farrowing sheds were far too close to the soy sheds and I thought that would be stressful for the animals. So I chose this one to minimise the stress on them. And did you feel in any way that you were intruding or, or trespassing? Oh, we absolutely trespassed, yeah. But to be honest, whenever something is unjust, we have to fight against that. It doesn't matter whether it's trespass, as long as we're not harming any people, we're doing the right thing. Just because something's legal doesn't mean it's right. Now, last night the police were called. Were the police called by you or were the police called by the farmer? I called. I called the police and asked them to come out, but because... Um, they, because I wasn't the owner of the farm, they refused to come out due to the police obviously being high risk of um, assault and things in Northern Ireland. So I rang a vet. The vet said, you're trespassing. Um, they aren't your pigs. And I said, but if I took a dog who had been injured into your vet, you would bill me for treating the dog, but you would treat the dog even though the dog wasn't mine. Please do the same. Come out and treat these pigs and bill me for it. And she hung up the phone. Nobody came out. Then we went out. We were actually got so concerned about the welfare of some of these pigs. We were heading over to the security hub to hit the alarms so the farmers would be alerted. We were there whenever a slaughter truck actually drove in. They then alerted the police and the police came out. And the, the slaughter truck, this is a truck that would be taking the pigs to the abattoir? Yeah. And the, the police, yes, the police, the police arrived. Was there... Any point during any of it that you felt that it may have led to confrontation? Because it does sound like as if, this is the night before last night, it does sound like as if it ran smoothly with everyone being quite calm. Am I, am I right in that description? It, it was perfect. We are a peaceful organisation. 
And me as the organiser was absolutely adamant everybody would remain calm. And if I was to see anybody not, they would be told, sit down and remain calm. So everybody was on the same page. The police even thanked us. They said that they were actually surprised how cooperative we were. They were lovely. They actually even, they negotiated the liberation of the pig with us. Uh, one police officer in particular actually chose the pig that we were to liberate. They were absolutely shook by what they saw in there and they had so much... I think compassion, and they said that they respected what we were doing as well. They were lovely with us. And the liberation, as you say, the liberation of the pig. This is this is something your group does. They they insist on mm-hmm. taking a pig with them to put in a, in a sanc- in a sanctuary. How did the farmer react to, to to that demand? Initially, it was a no, and the police said because you are trespassing. If and he has said no, we will have to remove you, but we don't want to do that. And I said, I'm sorry, but we're not leaving until these demands are met. So I said, sit down, and we all just sat down peacefully. Police officer came back in and asked to speak to me. So I stood up and I spoke to him, and he said, the farmer has agreed. If you take the pig, um, half of the team leave now. And I said, no, we all leave together for our own safety, and we take the pig. He went back out and said to the farmer, and that was agreed. And then we took the pig, and the pig is now living his best pig life in a in a sanctuary. And how many pigs have you taken in Northern Ireland in in recent times, or is that the first one? There, there has never um, been a negotiation that has been successful. This was the first successful liberation um, that I negotiated the other night. So that is the first one that we've taken um, with the farmer's consent. Uh, have you have you stolen pigs? Um, no. No, we haven't, no. So that, that's the first pig you've taken into care, full stop? Yes. And th- this particular pig, you feel it represents all the other pigs, but th- those that remain on the farm, what do you expect now on that farm to, to happen? Um, I'm going to, personally going to be following it up to make sure that welfare have been out and checked and that the, the conditions improve. It's not good enough that they're still being kept there, but while they are being kept there, I would like to see them living in better um, better health and a better standard, like a better environment. And I, I, I do feel that this one pig does represent the rest. It's sad that we had to leave them behind, but we took one and hopefully this sets a precedent for the next actions and the ones after that. And people just, to get people thinking. And do you feel that with people thinking they'll come round to your opinion on it and turn their backs on the meat industry per se? Um, Because my opinion is compassion. Yes, I would hope so, because I do believe that people are compassionate at heart. They've just lost their way or they just don't know. So I do believe that people will come round to compassion, yes. Okay, I appreciate your 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 call uh, Tuesday, where you're taking part in the program. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Tuesday, uh, who was uh, one of the team of the uh, Meet the Victims uh, group that went to that that farm. Um, are you with Tuesday on this? Are you with the farmer? Not that specific farmer who is not treating his animals properly. Obviously, if you're leaving them lying dead and others are uh, eating the dead carcasses, then that, that is that that is unacceptable in any part of the world. So we're not talking about one specific farmer. Are you with Tuesday and her opinion or are you with the farmers who are doing it properly with regards to the pork industry? Or is there a possibility that you're just looking at it from an economic perspective and thinking, well, you know, this country depends on the farming industry. So where would we go if everyone had 
Tuesday's opinion. Um, are you disgusted with farmers who are, there's no other word for it, cruel to their animals who allow them to, to die in those, in those circumstances? Is it difficult for you to make up your mind, to be completely honest, considering that within the last 24 hours you may have had uh, one of that farmer's pigs on your plate? Uh, do let us know. Uh, 02890-33105. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.